My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor at Trinity, and we're so thankful to have you join us for our daily podcast. I'm going to read a passage of scripture from John 16, and then we're going to pray and spend just a few minutes this morning thinking about the Holy Spirit, actually, Jesus's view of the Spirit. So let's read first. Jesus says, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said things, these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. Jesus goes on and says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we pray that you would help us today to think deep and true thoughts about the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that we would hear from Jesus and that in hearing from Jesus, we would open ourselves up to more and more of the work of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, Jesus says what's something that may seem shocking to us. He says it's good for us that he go away, that he ascend to the Father, because unless he goes, the Holy Spirit won't come. Jesus actually believed that it was vital for us that the Holy Spirit would come and be with us. And he gives us here a brief glimpse into some of what the Holy Spirit has come to do. I love the fact that Jesus uses the word advocate there at the beginning to speak of the word, the work and person of the Holy Spirit. An advocate is one who pleads on behalf of another, who intercedes for, who cries out for, to help and empower, preserve and protect. And y'all, that's the Holy Spirit. And Jesus gives us here a glimpse of a couple of things that the Holy Spirit does. And I just want to walk through those here and briefly say a couple of things that uh, have been in my heart and mind as I've thought about this passage. Um, Jesus says the Holy Spirit speaks to us about sin, righteousness, and judgment. So sin, the Holy Spirit teaches us when we miss the mark, and that's all sin is. Uh, sin comes from, uh, in the Greek language in the Bible, uh, a, an archery term that just means to aim and miss. And I just want to say the Holy Spirit teaches me, reminds me when I miss, uh, when I have a careless conversation or when stress gets the better of me in a work interaction. It's the Holy Spirit that reminds me, that was off, Chris. That wasn't like it was supposed to be. Actually, this work of the Spirit uh, keeps my heart and your heart sensitive with regard to sin. Um, it helps us to recognize that guilt uh, over a, a carefully placed word or an action or an attitude can be a really life-giving thing. Y'all, we don't want to harden our hearts when it comes to being uh, convicted of sin, feeling guilty over sin. But a lot of times we do because we, we think that guilt leads to, to shame. And I just want to say guilt and shame are not the same thing. The Holy Spirit actually does want us to feel guilt over sins committed. And guilt simply is an acknowledgement that we did something or said something that was not good, that was wrong. 
Um, so guilt can lead us to reconciliation and healing. And that's one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to uh, prick our hearts with guilt over sins committed so that we can make things right with God and other people. Shame uh, is not redemptive. Shame says, I am bad. Guilt says, I did something bad. Those are not the same thing. The Holy Spirit wants to um, convict us regarding sin, and that keeps our hearts soft and our relationships intact, both with God and other people. The Holy Spirit also comes to do work in the arena of righteousness. Um, righteousness is an appetite to please God, walking in alignment with God's good and pleasing will for our lives. The Holy Spirit tunes our heart to walk in step with God. One of the words of the Holy for the Holy Spirit in the Greek language is paraclete, which means one who walks beside us. God is a pacer. The Holy Spirit is a pacer, a guide that doesn't run out in front of us so far that we can't keep up or push us from behind like a like a taskmaster would, but a Holy the Holy Spirit walks beside us and guides us through life which actually helps us walk in alignment with God's purposes, which is righteousness. And finally, the Holy Spirit speaks uh, pertaining to judgment. Actually, the, the Lord Jesus in this passage says that the one who would condemn us, the enemy of our souls, has actually been condemned, has been put under judgment. There is therefore now no condemnation for those of you who are in Christ Jesus. And one of the things the Holy Spirit does when we're walking in uh, repentance and we're walking in righteousness is the Holy Spirit reminds us that we belong to God, that we're the beloved of God, and that the judgment of God over us is going to be yes and amen. The judgment that God would make over you as his child is, you're mine, you're my beloved, I'm for you. Additionally, the Holy Spirit increases our capacity to receive truth I love what Jesus says when he says the Holy Spirit only speaks what he hears and he makes what he hears from the heart of the Father and the heart of Jesus known to people like you and me. This is why I invite the Holy Spirit to be present each and every time I read the Bible. I actually say, Holy Spirit, come and manifest your presence. Make the word of God known to me. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to increase your capacity. It's one of his jobs, y'all. He wants to take you from being a, a one-gallon bucket to a five-gallon bucket. He wants to enlarge your ability to receive true things from the heart of God. God wants you to be you plus. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit makes you you plus something that you would never be able to accomplish on your own. God wants to speak to you and me. He wants to speak to us through the voice and the work of the Holy Spirit. And I love the fact that Jesus here at the end says that the Holy Spirit makes the things of Jesus known to us. That that which is belonging to the heart of Jesus now is declared by the Holy Spirit and we're able to receive it. It's wonderful that the Holy Spirit takes the words of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, and makes that available to Christians like you and me. In John 14, so just a couple of chapters before the one we just read, Jesus himself says that the Holy Spirit is another counselor. And I love that phrase, another counselor. He says, I will send you another counselor. And that word another in the Greek language simply means another of the same kind. What Jesus is saying there, and this is fundamentally true, is if you like Jesus, you're going to like the Holy Spirit. That Jesus and the Holy Spirit are of the same kind. They're made of the same stuff, the same substance. And it's easy for us to wrap our heads around Jesus, right? We, we see him in the Gospels and we like Jesus. Christians instinctually like Jesus. And yet what Jesus says in John 14 and alludes to it here is that if we like him, we're going to like the Holy Spirit. If you love Jesus, you're going to love the Holy Spirit. So ask for the Spirit's presence to be manifested in your life each and every day.
I believe all of this adds up to a call for you and me to tend to the work of the Holy Spirit. And I want to leave you with three pieces of advice. Number one, the Holy Spirit likes quiet places. If there's an introverted member of the Holy Trinity, it's, uh, it's the Holy Spirit. This is why we call you on a regular basis to be reflective rather than reactive. On Monday in our podcast, we talked about David's counsel that when you're perturbed or distressed to ponder quietly, silently on your beds, this is where the Holy Spirit likes to work. You have to find quiet places. Go on walks, get up before the house gets going, turn to the work of God, invite the Holy Spirit before your day gets rolling. The Holy Spirit loves quiet places and will inhabit those places. And so if you don't make room for quiet, you're going to miss a lot of the work of the Spirit in your life. It's just a fact. Secondly, the Holy Spirit loves to be actively invited and welcomed. It does us no good to have a kind of arms crossed approach to the Holy Spirit. You know, a version of something like, well, if the Holy Spirit wants to work in my life, then fine. He knows where to find me. The Holy Spirit loves to be actively welcomed and invited. The Holy Spirit will not dominate or push you. And therefore, it's easy to miss the work of the Spirit because the Spirit is not coercive. The Spirit wants to be welcomed. So are you welcoming the Holy Spirit? Are you inviting the Spirit to come and inhabit your life? I think that you need to be, just like I need to be, explicit about my invitation. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. The Holy Spirit loves to inhabit soft soil and soft hearts. Think of a seed going into a garden. The softer the soil, the more receptive it is to the seed, the more the seed is able to go deep and root and bring forth fruit. Hard hearts, unforgiveness, cynicism, these are major barriers to the work of the Holy Spirit. And in recent days, as we've had more time to sit with our thoughts, probably many of us have become aware of areas of cynicism and unforgiveness, places where our hearts are harder than we want them to be. And if we persist in unforgiveness and cynicism, we'll miss so much of the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves to inhabit soft hearts, soft ground. And so this is an opportunity for you and me to tend to the soil of our lives, to ask for forgiveness, to ask for a kind of re-engagement of the process of softening the ground of our souls so that we would be more and more receptive to the work of the Spirit. The Irish church referred to the Holy Spirit in ancient times as a wild goose, an elusive, beautiful, worthy of pursuit. God wants you and me to pursue him, to look for him. And Jesus here makes it plain that the Holy Spirit's job, the work and role of the Spirit, is vital if we're to be the kind of flourishing men and women that God wants us to be. I pray that you would find quiet space. I pray that you would welcome, actively invite, and I pray that you would see some softening of your heart this week. And in, as a result of those things, I pray that you would experience an increased awareness of the activity of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.